ready to throw down. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are back. Sales Throwdown. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it's just a matter of time until Clint's lights go out and he's pissed off about it again. So uh, we're talking this time <laughs> about quotas, right? It's the We're coming up on the end of the year. Uh, a lot of people are taking time to plan in December so that way they're ready to go in January. And we wanted to talk a little bit about quotas, right? Because everybody's got a different view of it. For some people, it's really nice because you have the clarity about what you're trying to do. Some of these companies, they don't even give you a quota anymore, which is sounds great, but I think is more terrifying than it is anything else. And, you know, how do you, how do we think about it? How do we feel about it? How do you handle it yourself? Right. Um, so Clint works at a pretty large company, right. And mm -hmm. there there's, they're publicly traded and he's got a huge goal, right. I mean, do you ever think about that number and get demotivated? Is it, is it always just like, not a problem? I'm going to crush this thing. How does that work? Um, yeah, so personality plays a lot into this one, uh, especially as a like a high corner D. I just I, sh I always want to shoot for the moon and I always think that, hey, there's no goal unachievable. And I will tell you that uh, coming into the where, where it always hits me is the demotivation side is the fourth quarter. Right. Because if you're not at your goal of where you should be at the end of the third quarter, you can't even imagine you have to make up now in the worst quarter to sell anything, in my opinion. Now I've got to make up this extra plus motivate not only myself, but my entire sales team and everybody on board. And this goes all the way down to the guy installing the equipment that we sell. He all he sees or all they see is Thanksgiving, Christmas, end of the year. I just I you know, I'm just ready to take a break. This is the time I go skiing every year. So not only is your sales cycle increased or your, your sales quota increased, but now everybody along the way is getting uh, losing sight of the, you know, of the goal. So it is super frustrating to try to keep everybody motivated. And yeah, it, it does. Um, it plays a toll. I think everybody gets stressed out. I can see it up and down the hallways every single day of people um, having having that uh, end of the year kind of panic attack, so to speak, you know, where people have to start answering for what they did all year. And, Wait, and you don't think tough. that that's just like proximity to you and they're and they're stressed out that they're just close to you? That could be. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> no, no doubt. I mean, hey, I know that was a joke, but there's a lot of seriousness to that because uh, the last thing that you want to be around with me is is where I'm where I'm stressed out, you know, because I'm going to I wear my heart on my sleeve. I I openly put it. We talk about it all the time. It's like, oh, man, what's Clint pissed off? It's already it's only 730 in the morning. I can be this pissed <laughs> off. And, and I see that effect. Right. And that, that's where, you know, that's why I say personality plays huge in this, because not only do you have to control yourself and your emotions and the way you do business, because that affects every single person you're around, whether you're at the bottom of the food chain or at the top. Because if you're at the top and you're trying to motivate your your people to get going and you see no motivation at the bottom, it, it, it will rub into you. It'll get you. It, it'll it'll hit you places maybe you don't feel the rest of the year. So, yeah, end of the year motivation, uh, hitting quotas and goals. I mean, the proof's in the pudding with sales. Numbers are numbers and you can't make them lie for you. So the end of the year is tough, man. Beginning of the year, it's all that. Shit, I got a whole year to sell this stuff, right? But December so is tough. You said something in there that, that I'm curious about. You said uh, any goal is achievable, yeah. right? So if they came, so so can you share what your quota was this year? Yeah, 24. 
24. Okay. So yeah. if they came back to dollars, <laughs> I wish $24, bro, man, I got next year covered. <laughs> so we'll have the Benjamins. If they had come to you, so if they come to you in January and they say, Clint, great job, man. Great job. Great job. New quota, 75, right? Yep. Is, is that just like the, the, that gut driven that, you know what, I'm going to hit it. Just, just get the hell out of my way kind of thing. Um, I, I think um, every year that I'm in this business, that becomes that that gets sucked out of me that want to hit that. So like if they increase it by triple like that mm-hmm. um, every year that I'm in this business and I, I see the realistic side of what is achievable and what is not, what's realistic and what is not um, that does get sucked out of me year after year, not in a bad way, but more of a realistic um, professional way. Right. Of, hey, OK, you say, so, you know, that so. Maybe three or four years ago, I'd have said, you got it, Chief. I'm on it. And that, that would have been my response. And I would have done everything I could. And we would have hit $60 million and somebody would have played that to me. Look, man, we were really just thinking $30 million, but, man, you did 60 And that works for a while. But then if you they start seeing that, your capabilities, everybody has a limit. There's no doubt about that. Just because you're only one person, right? And you just can't handle that much stuff in one year. It's just almost impossible. And there's only so much time in a day to deal with certain things. And how much of that other business starts to fail because you're not paying attention to it because you did. Agreed. Too bad Agreed. And you give so, up something to get something right. I mean, yeah, it's a, absolutely. Yeah, there's a balancing act there. So, so for me nowadays, when somebody tells me, Oh, well, I know how to play the cleanse cards. He, I'm just got to tell him, go get it. And that's his attitude. Now I kind of have a little more professional uh, curiosity and, and enough um, knowledge in the industry to say, okay, well, hey, typical companies like to grow at about 16%. That's a healthy growth rate from this many million dollars to that. And there's that freaking light. <laughs> Dude, this, get, this is getting comical, right? I, I just snot, I snotted myself at 56 <laughs> years old. Like I'm in seventh grade and I'm drinking chocolate milk, right? I'm like, bam. Wow. This is I mean, okay. instant, the best reason. Instant ears red. Instant. <laughs> every time. Every, every time. And, and Clint, I'm so glad it's you and not me. Because you'd be calling me. You would be 10 no, feet up my ass over I would. This. I'd be all over. talk would be legendary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Yeah. So, anyway. So, um, Clint, How are you, you done? That, can I? Can I talk yeah, please. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, as an S, right. When you get a goal, is it motivating? Is it demotivating? Are there, are there limits to that? How does that, how does that work for you down there in the S? So, I'm about to be 60. I've been my very first sales job. Um, I can, and I've told the story before, but I remember I'm out there and this was before you could Google map, you know, I have the little map and I'm like, you know, let's go. and I'm like, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to so kill this. I didn't have a quota. My boss didn't say, man, I need you. I was like, Oh, this is so exciting. I'm going to go out. So how many years later, 30 years later, I'm the same thing. I don't have a quota. I have motivation. Like, what the hell? I don't understand, excuse my language, but I do not understand. And I need someone to explain to me, and I'm sure I'll get it, but quota, that's so dumb. 
Like, <laughs> I don't understand. That is so ridiculous. You go out and you kill it to the best of your ability. And now I just, like, it's so stupid to me. It is the dumbest thing. Like, a quota, I, if you're a weak, and, oh, if you're <laughs> someone that is, like, I've got to have this goal. I, I don't have to have a goal. I have to have, I, I don't. I want to succeed. I want to be successful. I want to do, it, it doesn't matter if, if Al tells me, Nanette, you know what, if you can't bring in $2 million next, you know, next month, then, and I'm going to be like, well, hell, if I can bring in $2 million, I'm, I'm going to do it. It's not because you've told me to go make two. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm not a good person to ask this question to. I either, I, I try every time. I want to go, I want to do my best. So why does someone need to be told an amount to get off their lazy or hold on, oh, wait a minute. Hold, hold, what is hold. it? Well, we um, got to back up a little bit. Me, okay. Me, I'm sorry. I know me, that was rude. Lazy. So, okay. so Nan, I, I do agree with you a lot because I even get to the point where I hate commissions, Fred. I, I don't even like the commission structures because I think you're hired to do a job, which is selling and you should sell and we should pay you accordingly. Um, I've mentioned that many times. So, so to that point, I, I, I understand what your thought process and by no means is these following statements shitting on you, but I will punch holes in it because most people will, uh, I know John's just salivating over there. <laughs> I, I have a lot of thoughts on this topic. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this. One of the things is you can't, um, you can't project as a business owner or a sales leader, go get it. You just can't project it. You don't know what growth is. You don't know what somebody's potential is until you set the bar somewhere to see where they fall in that mix. Um, and it doesn't have to be an un. And I always say this: goals have to be achievable for everybody. It's different, right? Every company, it's different. You can't tell one guy that sells really well, "Hey, your quote is 50 million," and tell somebody else that's not doing as well, "Hey, your goal is also 50 million," because that's unachievable, right? Yes, it's not a realistic goal. Can I ask a question? Okay, so the guy that you have identified as it is he is capable of fifty million, right? Mm -hmm. So if you didn't give him the goal of fifty million, then he wouldn't have done it. I don't get it. Um, no, it's more of it's more for financial uh, and okay, sales. Okay, so I, I get it. So yeah, that's it's more for it's not for the salesperson as much as well. It's for it depends management. on it does it depends on the personality, right? So you know, if I tell. John, hey, I need you to go kill it. John has no idea what that means, Nan. Exactly. I mean, he has absolutely no idea. I think Doc even tried that when John worked for Doc, if I remember correctly. Yep. Did not I mean, work. Hey, I just need you to go kill it. Well, what does kill it mean? I don't know what kill it means. So it's very personality driven. Yeah. On you know, well, you see, yeah, that is. So let me let me put it into um, in perspective for you guys. You two on my screens are right above each other. For you two, your reaction is the exact same. John John's reaction is the opposite way. Right. So he can't even understand what it means to not have a quota. I mean, he doesn't even get okay, it. Okay. But, yeah. but I will bring, okay. So to Nan's portion of this equation of just go kill it. And I run a small business, but that business is predicated on some, some, some numbers called sales <laughs> numbers, <definition>. right? <laughs> to, to cover the nut of, paying all the bills, right, Nan? Mm -hmm. So you have to assign those sales, and as loosely as we do, 
we project what you will sell, okay, versus what I will sell, versus that, so that you know how to budget and, and where you can take your company. So from the dynamic of the back room that doesn't sell, guys, the, the front of the house, people like us that get out there and get on the streets, those quotas reflect our responsibility to revenue right. But that's necessary. That's all. That's a different question than than what I was asked. So yeah. So let me interject here because Doc brought up a good point. Um, Somebody is projecting what killing it is for Nam, right? Doc in this scenario is all he he knows. If I tell Nam to go kill it, that means I need her to do what she always does. But there's numbers to back up what Doc means to kill it, right? And Nan, personality-wise, doesn't need to know the figures and numbers because she knows what she can and can't do. And Doc is banking his business on when I say kill it, I need you to do what you've always done. There's numbers behind all of that equation. And Nan, you know this because you compile those sheets of revenue (laughs) and report and give them to me so I know how much money we have. That's why I go back to the statement. I'm like, girlfriend, you're right in the thick of all of this. I know, but that I was asked a question. Are you motivated or demotivated? That's okay. all. That's Here's all where Nan's going. I'll be honest. This is the beauty beauty of a certain S and a certain I too, right? I know that sixty thousand is better than thirty thousand, <laughs> right? I mean, I'll <laughs> dummy it down for you, right? So, what I want more than anything else is to get to sixty thousand because I've seen a thirty thousand dollar month and lived a thirty thousand dollar month, and I seen a $60,000 a month. And I know that's the wave that I'm in because I don't go zero ever. Right. And I always prefer the higher number. So Nina and I always go, okay, how do I get to the higher number? And it, it works in a stupid way for people like us. That's all. Yeah. And, and I know what you mean going back to the original question of does it motivate or demotivate you? So I totally get that. It definitely. I, I'm I, just answering that question. Yeah, I, I absolutely understand that, you know, it has its demotivating qualities for you because of your personality traits. I mean, of course it does. I mean, that fits you perfectly for John. That's a, an achievable go, uh, bar that he can set expectations along the way and he can schedule this thing out. And he can make a thousand spreadsheets to get there <laughs> and he can have all these little hidden goals and little ticks and stuff. He needs that, right? You can't tell John to go kill it. It, it will absolutely but, that that same statement that demotivates you in one way will demote John in a completely different fashion. But if you have an S and you want to talk about, you talk about how you set those goals in other parameters, right? You don't use numbers necessarily. You 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 yeah. talk it, and in a small business like mine. You talk to the person in the language that they best understand, right? And if it's Nan, how many, you know, can we do six, you know, face-to-face this week, right? And, you know, what does that turn? So you can turn anything into a KPI. Yep. And and a smart manager would. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't try to fit around, you know, into, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? I don't even get the verbiage there. But I get it. You're putting something someplace that doesn't belong. Giuliani. But anyway, go ahead. Um. <laughs> so let's talk about John. I want to know your perspective on. Right, so topic. the so the thing to remember is that all of this, you know, quote unquote, effervescence and outgoingness, like like this is all forced behavior for me. Like, like, I love you guys, but I can't wait to be done Seriously? With, this, with this podcast Seriously? because I want to go not be around people. Right on on some level. So if I don't have a if I don't have a goal to hit with the clarity around it, hey John, I need you to make 
right? And it can be an activity goal, it can be a KPI goal, or it can be a monetary goal. But if it's a monetary goal, I need to run my process to figure out my KPIs that I need to be like doing regularly to hit that goal. But the the idea, like the thing, the thing about working for Al whenever I worked for him before either one of us knew any of this stuff was that was that line, right? I can I can hear it in my in my worst dreams. Hey man, let's just make something happen. And like I just I, I mean like my blood runs cold just saying it out loud right now because I'm just like, what is something? What timeline? What I mean, you know, are we talking effort? Are we talking results? Like like what you know? There's so much that I don't understand about the lines of the box that I can't even start, and it just causes anxiety for me. Yeah, and I know that statement coming from an I. My first reaction to that statement coming, for, especially from an I or a D, is that, okay, so you're telling me I'm failing now. Yeah, I was going to say, hold on. I was about to say, and, and looking, because I look down to see you, underneath me is a man that only wants to win. Clint is, what is the win, right, Clint? Yeah, 100%. Right, because you just simply said, hey, that just sets me up for failure because it's just muddled, right? Mm-hmm. No, I completely understand. So if you if you got a sales guy that's a, a, a D, show him what the win is this is winning this is not and you've won that that's a simple conversation when you talk to me it gets stupid when you talk to nan it gets you got to put the kid gloves on and when you talk to john it's even the same way what number means i won right yeah you you gotta tell so so to that point you know just talking between like the same thing for me and john right it's a number it's a goal right we need that achievable bar there is so much different between me and John and the C to the D personality on how we achieve that goal. It's not even funny. I need you to tell me you needed me to sell $10 million and don't ever talk to me again until December. John needs every day to have a measurable goal on why he's going to hit $10 million. It's completely different. I I agree. But the, the statement actually works out that I talk to you about winning and show you the number. I talk to John and show him the number and and we and he decides how he wins that number. Yeah, hundred percent right? for sure. Yeah. Right? I it mean, was literally, that little phrase there is the difference between a D and a C. Yeah, yeah. and and a smart uh, if you're uh, I, I say a smart salesman will ask that person that says any any which way right. Hey, your quote is twenty four million dollars. How do you expect me to get there? Right? If you ask that question to the sales leader, I need you to get there. However, you need to get there. Right. That's one answer. I've said that before. Okay, so you're leaving it to me to get to the 24 million or I need you to follow these measures. That's what a C leader will tell you to do. And I will just literally say, hey, man, I I don't fucking know. I hired you to do this job. You know, no, I I, I know. Hold on. Wait wait a second. I don't think you say it like, no, here's what the I says is what's my expense budget to get this done? (laughs) No, I mean, I'm being serious. How much entertaining can I do? Exactly. And then when you talk to, to when you talk to John, you say, hey, could you plot me a course that would get us to this number, right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, in those terms. And then to, to, to Nan, you say, how many people do you have to know and be involved with and be, you know, part of this, your equation to make this happen for you? And, and let's talk about weeks and months and times like that. And when you go to Clint, you say, how many throats do you need to slit, right? <laughs> because we need 24 million next year. The blood makes sales grow better, right? And, and, and Clint's like, I'm on it, man. I'm on the kill. Yeah, right? I, would, I, I, I will I would. tell you as a sales leader, I think there's no better personality, honestly, on this 
podcast or, or in this spectrum of personalities, then the one person that needs to be the leader in this whole deal of being motivated or demotivated when it comes to the end of the year quotas is Nan, the S's. I, I Because typically, especially big companies, they're going to want to throw a high corner D in there to get everybody fired up and go get it. And you, you just do what you got to do. It's already demotivating to talk about end of the year failures or quotas to hit. The last thing anybody needs is to be just that shoved down their throat and and forcefully, you know, you know, forcefully fed that that information. Whereas Nan's going to be more of a nurturer, right? She's going to nurture her her people to get motivated and, and come as a team to get something done. It's it's a huge misstep in a lot of uh, leadership. I think I think people want a certain personality because they're going to cut throats all year long. But that's not always the case. And the, and the older I get and, and the more I'm in this profession, I see where the S's definitely have their motivational role in, in situations like this and being motivated and demotivating for the end of the year quotas. One thing that happens, um, I think, a lot is, um, and, and this is coming straight out of the Jocko book, right? When you can build the plan with somebody, right, and take their advice and everything, they're going to be way more committed to working that plan that they have a voice in than just the plan that you show up and be like, cool, I need 30 million, go get it, right? Because like, like if you could show up and be like, hey, like, okay, we did 26 this year, like, what do you think you can do next year? Right, well, you know, I mean, do you think you can do 26 again? Oh, yeah, I can totally do 26 again. Do you think you can do 30? Well, you know, maybe, okay, do you think that's a good stretch goal? When you can build that thing collaboratively, right? then they're going to buy in a lot harder. They're gonna be a lot more committed to it because they have a voice in it. And to, uh, I think it was Clint's point, right? How do you want me to do this, right? Do you want do you want a thousand little bitty clients? Do you want ten really big clients who you know there's pressure to like not lose anybody? Like how how do we want to build this? How do we want to get to the goal? Um, and a lot of people that I coach like like who are brand new like entrepreneurs, right? Like like they're just starting their businesses and they've got these crazy goals that have no attachment to anything else. They just sound really good, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody that I talk to is like is like well, first goal is to get to ten grand per month. Okay, why that number? Uh, and like, there's no, there's no real motivation. It's round yeah. and even, right? Big round and, you know, okay, what happens if you don't hit that in 30 days? Oh, well, man, I got to figure something else out. Okay, wait a minute. How long have you been doing all the, all this other stuff? Well, for years, but you're going to, you're going to give yourself 30 days to make $10,000. You've never done that before. And you think that that is a reasonable expectation? Yeah, it, it always goes back to with quotas and sales goals and, and it's always got to be achievable. It's always got to be a realistic uh, because because I'll tell you how we do it uh, here is we measure backlog. So when we were planning in October for 2021, one of the first questions was, is, Clint, what do you think we can do next year? I think we can. I mean, I think 30 million is absolutely achievable, assuming that a lot of these things bounce back and we get out of what we're in and, you know. And it was like, okay, well, last year we came into this year with $11 million in backlog. This year we're going in with 10 and you're up in the sales goal, $6 million. How do you see that? And it's a truck that hits you in the face. It's like, that's a damn good point. I wish I had yeah. thought of that before I opened my damn mouth. You know, <laughs> um, But I mean, that's honest, right? I mean, and, and those are great things to all think about. And, and that's, that's looking at it from a realistic standpoint. Okay. We have data going back 10 years that says if, if we have this much backlog, we can do this. If we have more backlog, we can do more, yep. you know, because that's realistic to just throw out numbers and then expect all your people to hit it because that's what you think you can or might be able to do. It's just, I mean, it's just a shot at the moon. It may hit it. It may not. Yeah. When, you know, the other thing about a quota, right. in a timeline is that deadlines make things happen. Right. And I used to, 
because you read about this in like productivity stuff, you know, when you're trying to get more things done, right? One of the first things they say is just assign a deadline because work expands the field of time allotted, right? So if you're just supposed to make something happen this year, right? Oh, lights went off. If you're watching on YouTube, comment on Clint's face right now. And also Clint should have to like put money in the till. Yeah, or something. Exactly. There should yeah. be yeah. some something going on. So that way, we could all we could all assign that to each other too. I'm right? starting to wonder if uh, there's not a coin slot on the wall. I'm forgetting to put coins <laughs> in to turn the lights on. Well, you better start putting like like dollars aside because when you lose it on this light switch and just rip that whole thing out of the wall, you'll you'll already be able to replace yeah. it, which would be nice. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Um, but uh, so when deadlines make things happen right they they just do i just wrote it down love that when you can when you can say hey look i need you to be here by the end of the year okay cool like i now have a target and i have a timeline right we're taking it out of the realm of like ambiguity right to where like you got to be always on you always have to be always accessible and everything because like that's how i feel whenever i don't have clarity but the moment i have clarity and i could kpi it and figure out like what the activities i need to be doing are that allows me to shut it down whenever i'm not like supposed to be on the clock and that to me is the balance that I need as a C in a sales role. Yeah. And even to the point of not just a sales goal, but even like deadlines with your customers, because I have all kinds of customers like, Hey man, get it to me when you can get it to me. And then in a week they're screaming at you. Why didn't you get this to me? It's like, well, you told me get it to you when I can. And I put you on the back burner and I worked on all this other shit, you know, and and now you're a failure in his eyes. Now I'll just go with somebody else, you know? And and, and talk about that because, because that's one of the big things that kills deals, right? You take too long. You, yeah. They lose the moment, right? And like, ah, oh, we're just going to stay here, right? Yeah, I, I'll tell you right now, I have, I have, uh, I've, I've uh, done that right now. I'm, in, I'm in that. You know, it's a complete failure of mine right now. Where I've got a customer call me, hey, you told me you'd have this last week, and it's like, crap. I, I, you know, I was working on other things, and I could give him a thousand excuses other than just own it. Hey, I messed up. I'll, you know, I hope, uh, hope you still give us a shot here. And I may have lost a pretty good sized deal, and I would really hate to report that I do that in a couple of weeks. Um, mm. But at the same time, it goes right back to deadlines. So it was, Hey, give it to me when you can give it to me in a couple of weeks. Hey, maybe you could just wrap that up by the end of the week. And there was never. And so to this whole point, right. If somebody would have told me December 12th at 3 PM, I want this thing uh, that works for me. Right. And I will have it to you cause I'll, I'll work till midnight. But if, if you tell me it's, uh, I just need it in a couple of weeks, I'm going home at six o'clock, yeah. seven o'clock at night. And, and, and let me, on. let me throw this out there too. When I say, when, when I say, Hey, I'm flexible on this, <laughs> that's in my mind that you don't know what my flexibility is yep. or isn't right. That, that's, that that's ambiguity, such a nice statement. It is such it, a nice thing. Right. But, but what I'm, but I'm turning into a D and a C saying, I understand, and eyes need to understand this, that, that flexibility, it, you say yours, you're thinking three months and the guy says, Oh no, I was giving to you till tomorrow. I'm used yeah, to getting it today. Right. Ask the question to clarify. Clarification. When you have ambiguity, you, you, could run afoul because of it. So be careful yeah. out there. I am, and, I am, I am called in numerous circles like Captain Literal because, like, if you tell me, ah, take your time. Okay, I will. But the other side of this is when, with like, you, because Clint is a team involved, right? Like, like this stuff takes process. He, he has to go in. He's got to get the whole plan put together and stuff like that. And when you have a process, 
you should know how long it takes to get something through that due diligence. And so that way you can sit down with them and go over the numbers and like make that part of your process. Go in and build that out with your team. Hey guys, if I bring you something, how long do you need to like vet it and put the numbers together and everything else? We need three days. Okay, cool. Three days. So that way you can set that expectation. Hey Clint. Yeah. But like, but I think most numbers I, th- I think most people do get that, right? Do get and what? It, it, on their side of the equation, how long it takes a certain process to occur. Oh, you I, think not? Well, because because here's what happens for the for the I personality, right? Because I coach a couple of these guys and they do this, right? They 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 set the expectation. Everybody forgets everything. So then that prospect is like, hey man, it's been a couple of days. I haven't heard anything from you, right? And that I who has probably forgotten when they had the original conversation, how much time has been, what kind of expectation sure. they set, and everything else like this. They just turn to the team and they say, hey, where are we on this? Right. And the team's like, God, like we, we know how long this takes where right? we've talked about this. Right. Yeah. And, and if you don't have those conversations then you're just a terrible salesperson who is like making it really hard for your team. Right. And Agreed. I'm like, I'm an eye, but I would, I, that, that rails me. I'm like, how do you not know your process and the time frame for all the dynamics? And it's not just one dimensional, not sure. unless you sell one product, but most of us don't. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 I mean, I guess I'm less I than maybe some other people out there. Well, but don't let me down, eyes. Quit being <laughs> jerks, man. The big difference, though, is that is that you're in a position of of like leadership and ownership inside of your company because it's yours, right? So, but there are plenty of eyes that do the same thing sure, that I no, do. Absolutely, yeah. right. And, and when you're when you get to that level of confidence, right, you hit that critical mass and things are going well and you know what you're doing, then you don't do the same stuff, right? I'm talking about people who work for somebody else. There's this pressure of quota and certain goals and everything else like this. And okay. you get that, you get that email and it's like, Oh, I don't even, I don't have the notes on this, right? I didn't put it in the CRM. I didn't write anything down. It's just been this like nebulous thing and you know, all of this stuff. And so <laughs> you have no idea what expectations you set. It's no, no, I get that. Right. But come on, man, you got to have some kind of Rolodex in your head that shows you, and you know, you take a handful of notes and then you, I, hold on, guys. I have a way of utilizing C's and D's and S's, <laughs> and everybody's helping us. We're like the step two. We're just the the it, village idiot, right? What a, what an I statement that was, right? Like, we are. Like, we're all talking about like like how we're having to like offshoot for our weaknesses and find certain things so that we like 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 we can run as well as as well as we possibly can. And Al, the I is just like this is why you utilize other people. So that way they can do this stuff for you. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm saying it takes a village, man. And We're, I'm not a village taking it We're taking it literally. Like- <laughs> now, now, the funny thing is he just said, oh, it takes a village. I literally heard all that literally. I'm like, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah you should put this on everybody else because that's a, it's a D way of thinking it too, yeah. 100%. Hey, I have this person for that. I have that person no, for that. And- here's the deal. But the difference between an I and a D is – uh, Clint demands it. I just beg for it. Right? I'm like, <laughs> please help me out, man. This is going horribly wrong. And I'm a likable guy. You wouldn't want this on your brother who looks like me. Please help me out. Well, the so the other thing to consider, right, is that a lot of people are not intentional with their conversations, right? They're not they're not setting the next step, right? They're, they're like, oh yeah, we'll get this back to you in a couple of days, and then they they cannot figure out why it's so hard to get back in front of these people. It's like. You're the one who let them go back into their social media and their emails and their other competing priorities. Like you're asking for that, right? Like, like you need to know your process. And so that way you can set that expectation because what happens is most people don't, don't do it at all. Oh yeah. We're going to get this back to you, you know, soon, you know, and then, and then we'll, and then we'll go over it together. What the hell kind of expectation is like, I don't know what to expect now. Like, okay. Yeah. 
and, and I, that's I don't know. Do. I don't know many people, and it's definitely. I don't think it's a personality thing uh, that people that don't hit goals, regardless of you know, even if it's to the point of, hey, Nan, I need you to go kill it. That's still a goal of some sort. That's still a quota of some sort. Is it measurable? I don't know. That's remains to be seen, but. Um, the point of it is, is when you don't feel that you've killed it in Nan's point, or you didn't hit a quota in John's point to a certain degree, I don't care who you are. That's pretty demotivating, no matter what personality or walk of life you're from. And um, so I'll, I'll, I'll challenge you with this. If, if you're out there listening and you're in a sales role is that when somebody gives you an open-ended or maybe even gives you too much, because if I worked for John and he gave me a thousand things to do every day to hit these measurables, I would have uh, a problem well, I don't with do that. that with somebody like you. Agreed, right. but people do, right? Sure. And and so I would have a problem with that. And that needs to be upfront expectations of who you are and who you work with to yep. make sure that, hey, I'm I'm lessening, even if I don't hit this goal, I'm lessening the demotivation at the end of the year or to the point of what we're talking about. I've got to lessen the burden on myself because man, I'll tell you, I don't I really don't care who you are. I think you get demotivated instantly when you don't hit somebody's expectations well and 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 own and understand that if the pressure is too great you're just setting yourself up for failure right and and that there's where the conversation happens it's like it's a shared responsibility whoever puts the quota on me owns a certain amount of responsibility for their expectations right dude that's that's the nugget right there right you can't just show up and like drop a big number in someone's lap and then like, no. I mean, you can, uh, and lots of people can, do it, but it's But here's what you would get from me. How the fuck do you want me to get there? Yeah. Right? You know my track record. Hell, you know me better than I know myself. Hell, I, my shadow scares me. What are you asking me to do? I, yeah. It, it, but And why? Point, right? Um, about about, de- about demotivating, you know, whenever you don't hit a goal or you don't hit somebody's expectation, right? Like, that's really important when you're, trying to like build your sales culture, right? If your sales culture is just results only, right? I don't care what you do. Like, like just hit this number and we'll see you in December, right? Yeah. But when you can build a culture around like, okay, how do we improve, right? Coaching culture, reflexive culture, like, okay, how do we improve next time? How do we, how do we get better in the next conversation? How do we continue to improve? I think that that changes it a little bit because then it's like, okay, hey, we missed the target, but sometimes things happen. What do we need to adjust? Right. And the other thing is more cocaine and hookers. (laughs) The other thing is, is you need to have a mindful eye on this, right? Which is why the tracking component is so important, right? Because in Clint's, in Clint's business, right? He's talking about backlog and all these things and a project that might like might start in April. Right. And it's like, you can feel really good about that and take your foot off the gas. And that that's my concern, right? Is that I start to see the things that I want to see. And then I take my foot off. And then I start to slow things down, but I'm telling myself, oh, in the future, in the future, in the future, right? No, starts starts right here this week. What are you doing? You know, my opinion. Yep. No, I agree with that, John, uh, especially with the take the foot off the gas, because I see it all the time. I see it in myself sometimes. Okay, I got that one out the door. I can relax for a minute. But man, you got to you still need to be on the gas with another project. You still got you should have more in your pipeline that you should be pumping out the door. Right. So. Um, that happens a lot. I see that in, in all personalities of all ages. I've seen that happen. Yep. And, it, uh, it, okay, I, I did my part. See you in a couple of weeks. No, man, we need yeah. you, need you going again. Yeah. When you, when you flourish in the, what have you done for me lately? Like sales culture, you're going to die by that same kind of sales culture. Whereas yep. 
I like like I know every week I need to have five decision maker conversations like every week and like Whoa. when that's the goal that's all I have to shoot for and everything else after that is is extra and gravy and just nice. So but, I I I'll say that um, I think some of those tenured sales guys, um, some of those people that have been with you maybe ten years or maybe even thirty or forty years, right? One of the things is like a, a company leader or a sales leader that you got to be careful of is is how you motivate people if they hit their goal as well right because if the only thing is, is that if i don't hit it it's bad but if i make it or do better then it, it's just the it just same goes up. it just, just goes yeah or it, or yeah you increase it but there's no you know there's no reward at the end of the day so mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of guys will just straight up say, "Hey, that's what I pay you commission for. You did your job, and oh. hey, you know." Yeah, I it, I don't totally because... I I don't totally disagree with that. By the way, it's just that I, I challenge you to along the way those measurables uh, are more important to me now than they ever were mm-hmm. of of being able to constantly reward. Hey, we hit our two two million because I like to break it down monthly. I like to break any goal down in a mm-hmm. monthly fashion. So I, everything in my world is always kind of divide by 12. I've always kind of lived that. And I even break it down further because I mentioned a couple of times where I, I almost throw two months completely out of the window. Yeah. I'm still utilizing that 12-month window, but I'm really setting my goals in, in the month. And for me, that works really easy because I think, hey, one of these months, you're going to pop a big job you might have been working on for 12, 13 months. And it's going to be $6 million when our goal was 2.5. That happens a lot. But the next month might only be two hundred thousand, and the next month might be two hundred fifty thousand yeah. again, and that happens in my business a ton. So it's really hard to break an even split. But I will tell you, if you can hit a six million dollar one, and then we can still push forward and get that same goal next month, that's huge for our backlog, huge for our business. I still know that my goal is X, and it's divided by twelve, and I can roll that over. That's that's to me that's worst case scenario, but um. Like I said, just having those mo- uh, those measurables along the way, those little KPIs, and they don't have to be to John's um, 900 <laughs> spreadsheet world. They don't have to be that. You don't have to live in that world if it doesn't work for you. Um, and maybe they're just uh, monthly check-ins. Maybe it's just, hey, you know, how we do this month? Okay, we hit our goal. Great. Let me take everybody out and let's celebrate the win right now because that's huge that we hit our goal. There has to be something beyond a number that you're trying to shoot for if you're running Agreed. a team. Agreed, right? And, well, and the way that I think about that is that that same guy who's going to say, "Well, that's why I pay you commission." He's all he he he's also whenever you don't perform, what you don't like money, exactly. you know? Because like he he's only looking at it from like the things that might be motivating to them, right? And this happens a lot of times whenever you promote your best salesperson, right? Who is money motivated, right? They just want to win, and then they can't understand how to motivate anybody else because they're just not motivated the same ways. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I see, I see. So how is it that you just said that your, your highest money guy is money motivated? That's a bold statement. I'd say most of those guys aren't, they're motivated by the challenge because that's what makes them great, man. They just love to get out there and make it happen. I I would say that those guys needed to be rewarded. And I think that their reward is money. I, yep. I, I believe that. No, no, I, I, I get it, but my, I, money's a, a, a lagging indicator, right? Yeah. Mm. Yes, it is. Well, it is a lag. It is a lagging indicator. I don't know if it's a lagging motivator because I think a lot of people come into I sales said, because, yeah, because they want to just they want to sell and make that 
that quick. Uh, if I'm worried about what's going on, what, you know, Hey, surprise me. What did I sell this month? <laughs> oh, God. That that, what, hold on. Wait a second. Was I good or bad? Was this, you know, hold on. You just tell me. Was I, I literally spent time earlier today building out a sales tracker spreadsheet for a sales team that I'm working with. And I'm and and I got done with it, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and so to hear Al be like, uh, you tell me. I don't even know is the most foreign concept I can wrap my head around. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I actually have a uh, so I go to this trial, right? So I have a patient, and they were involved oh. in a motor vehicle accident, and so I go to trial, and I'm sitting there, and you know, this is you know, it's a big kind of case, and um, my attorney, an attorney for the plaintiff, who's sort of on our side, and it's an insurance company, and their guy, he says, Doctor Daniel how much are you owed on this case? Right. Cause they just didn't want to, they stonewalled. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even know that that was going to be a question. <laughs> so we walk out of the courtroom and that attorney looks at me and he goes, you always effing know what you're owed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, we're right there in the court. Hall. I mean, I'm like, I didn't know that was going to be one of the questions here. You, Thank you very much for telling me that. You always answer that question with a million dollars at the least. A million dollars. I mean, I didn't I couldn't even reference what the case was worth. I mean, they said show up at court. I'd like done my job. Patient was on his way to being better. And anyway, we were just trying well, to get bills paid. Yeah. So so what's funny is is Al and I are talking about some marketing and some other programs for like for like some of his projects. And and he starts sending me these like spreadsheets and i'm like wait a minute and he's like oh not me this is yeah. somebody on my team and i was like oh, okay now this makes more sense like, I like did, you just have them okay. john's like hey good for having those at your fingertips well no i get all the emails right so i knew where to go find them i didn't know what the hell was going to even be on there i was like impressed myself when i saw the numbers i'm like oh shit two million dollars and that looks beautiful anyway <laughs> So we're at time, guys. Uh, if you if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, Clint's light's about to go off any minute. So just like and subscribe, so that way we can we can talk about it in the comments and make fun of them. Um, but let's go around real quick, right? Qu quotas are they motivating? Are they demotivating? Is there a better motivating thing that maybe we haven't talked about? Clint, start with you. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think we hit it pretty hard. It's it's uh, one. It's professional it's personal and it, you know personality makes a huge puts a huge spin on all this conversation um i will tell you that um if you're a leader out there or even just even a leader of yourself because you're always a leader of yourself um you got to know what motivates you and demotivates you and head off those things as much as possible and if you're a sales leader of a team you got to head those demotivating factors off for the you got to know your team well enough to head that stuff off um there's all kinds of leadership training. And, and uh, you know, we, we constantly mission Jocko's book of extreme ownership. That stuff is in there so hard of how to kind of run your team and know those people um, to sort of, you know, to kind of sum all this up, to set quotas for people. You have to do it in so many different ways that works for the people you're setting them for, or, and even yourself and even your company, what do they expect? Um, so when you get to, uh, really down on yourself for not hitting a goal, I think you need to go back to when you set the goal and was it achievable? Was it realistic? Was it what I even wanted to do? Is it, you know, there's so many factors in it, but I, I think always looking backwards, lessons learned and, and thinking about what you, um, how you set the goal, what measurables did you do? do? Did I need measurables that I didn't set? Do I not need any and this works for me? 
you got to know that about yourself. You got to know it about your team. You got to know it about the company you work for. Absolutely. Man. Okay. Al? Did I do good? You did great. Nam? <laughs> Meaning, and I'll expound upon this. Yeah. Usually eyes live up to other people's expectations, right? We just want to please. Wait. And in a certain sense, you know, it's the pat on the back. I mean, the money's a, a lagging indicator, like I said earlier. Um, if I know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, then I just, I actually want to be the best guy at what I do. Right. And that's mm -hmm. always rewarded me. So, you know, if you're asking me to think harder on this equation, yes, <laughs> I can't. So don't ask. Right. He's like, all I do is win. It just, it just speaks to me. I don't, I don't know what it's like to lose. So I always, I always want to feel good about <laughs> whatever happened. Right. Okay. All right. Awesome. Miss Nan. I just can pretty much say exactly what Al just said. I just do your best. Always strive to be for excellence. Don't, man, I just don't get it, but okay. I'm sorry. I know that's bad. <laughs> It's okay, man. Neither do I. But man, wow, wow! You take it to another level. I love it. <laughs> okay, um, for I mean, for me as a C, right? You you got to have some clarity around the goal, or else it's going to bother you, right? It, it's just going to eat at you. And the and the thing is, is like before you become self aware, it's going to bother you, and you're not even going to know why, right? And you're not going to know how to handle it. You're not going to know the right questions to ask and stuff. And so, what's going to happen is you're going to go try to talk to someone, and it's going to end up being miserable because you're going to continue to not get the right clarity so that just makes me think it's really important to be on a team with a bunch of different personalities because absolutely you know i listen to you and i'm like okay well i need you on my team i can't ever think that way and you can't ever think my way maybe but if we're together maybe we can figure out how to be extremely successful well, figure out how to be successful and do it i mean, I mean there's there's a reason why why you still work with the hell and i and i do not right no <laughs> and, it, but, and, it, and, it, and it doesn't have it, it doesn't have anything to do with al honestly right like like al is who he is and he owns it but like you have to find the way that's going to work for you right and and this is what we've been talking about since day one on here i would be miserable now in a role like Nan's and a role like Al's and a role like Clint, right? Like I, like I get it. I, it just would not work out. I could do it. I'd be miserable. I would burn out. And then I would try to go find something else to do. But when you can like build it around your way around your shortcomings and stuff, like it, it's like the way that I frame my conversations now, like it's not, Hey, can I have 15 minutes? You know, it's like these people are responding to different kinds of things and they're saying, Hey, I would like to learn more about this. Okay, great. I'd love to see if you're a good fit for the program. Right. And the only difference really between those two things is how I'm framing the conversation. What's the expectation here. Right. And so when, when you can build your process around, right. If you're a C so where you can come in with that authority, as opposed to being, you know, the likable guy, right? I'm not going to win on the likable range, right? Versus Al, like they're going to want to go hang out with Al, like because he's fun and he, and he just barrel laughs. Dude. Clint's the same way. But hold on, right? Uh, I'm no, not, I, it this is not just like pure, like like self-deprecation. I mean, it's it's yeah. means to an end, right? So I go build the process so that way I can sell the way that I want to sell, right? With the authority and I, I'm going to get a yes or a no and I'm going to do it my way and, you know, it's totally fine. So ultimately, it all of this, that's what I love about this podcast is ultimately it is know, know who you are and know who you're talking to. Absolutely. You know, that, that's, that you're going to win if you do that. Absolutely. And we will help you do that. Yeah, that's it right there. That was awesome. 
guys, if you are listening to this and you're, you know, somebody else who might be struggling or you might be struggling because you haven't taken that first step to really understand who you are, how you communicate, what you need in a sales conversation to feel comfortable, reach out to us, send us a text, 817-345-6779. We can get you hooked up with one of these assessments. And here's the thing. I had someone and they were trying to fool our assessment. You can't do it, right? Because it'll kick you out. So uh, you have to answer honestly. You have to be yourself. And that way you get the, the results that you're looking for. And it is going to show up so much further than just your sales conversation and your sales role. Um, but if you're looking to take this assessment because maybe you have some free time in December because we all know you're not cold calling people in December, reach out to us. We can get you this assessment. You can start learning about yourself. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment. Um, let's just make Clint have to fix this light switch in his office. Uh, like and subscribe. Follow us on uh, all social. Everything is at Sales Throwdown. Um, yeah. That's it, guys. We this is going to be probably our last episode for this year, right? Because we're we're going to do some re-releases because everyone's going to be busy with the holidays. So take this time to plan for January. Don't start planning in January. You're already behind the curve. Plan now. Make sure you're set up for success. Have a great holiday. Cheers. Last Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Peace. Thanks, See you next year. <laughs>